Drunk in the morning, girlfriend, you know you will have known me. And welcome back to Talking High on Something from our past. how I do this, because it's been two weeks. It doesn't necessarily have to be from our past, because this is not from my past. Everything is from our past. God damn it, Sky. (laughs) We see how it stands up. Uh, I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And this week, it was a Sky pick, which means we're watching Dylan Dog Dead at Night. Ugh. A movie no one but me remembers, starring Brandon Routh. I'd like to say something. When it was Jake's pick, we watched Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, which was 28 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, we watched 90 minutes of Dudley Do-Right, which yep. I miss now that I've seen Dylan Dog Dead of Night, which is 147 of the 147th minutes of my life. <laughs> Good gravy. Thanks, it's just brown and water. I don't know what you're doing over there. I was pulling up the IMBD of Dylan Dog. Oh, so you can um, remember how awful every actor in this is, but two people. <laughs> it's Brandon Routh's third comic book movie. It is. Um, every one of which is a failure. <laughs> Not Scott Pilgrim. Yes, it is. I know it wasn't very well received, but that movie's great. It's good. It's legitimately good, and people like it now, but it did not do great. I think it made its money back, at least. Unlike some movies... Dylan Dog Dead at Night. Also, this is an American comic book. It's an Italian comic book. <laughs> and I don't know anything about Italy other than pizza, but they ain't got good comic books if this is it. Well, it's not as bad as it sounds. No, it's not. It's boring. It is so boring and confusing and monotone. <laughs> Play the thing. Ugh. Yeah, I'll just do that all day if you don't... I'm not pausing it. <laughs> it's fine. Well, it's also kind of loud. Yeah, turn it down a bit. Uh, You're not the boss of me. We, <laughs> uh, I didn't bring my copy because I do have a, this on DVD. D- don't, and, don't lift the curtain. There's and, nothing back there. We're going to be doing this without subtitles again. So we. Uh, but unlike the last time where subtitles weren't a thing yet because it was 91 or whatever. <laughs> they had to have been a thing at that. I think they were. It was just because it was a VHS copy digitized. <laughs> yeah. The movie is set in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans! <laughs> Y'all Louisiana down here about to buy you. Is that racist now? Probably. Now? I mean, it would have always been racist if it... And I'll be quiet. <laughs> Can you? Uh, so we open up and there's this young lady preparing spaghetti sauce uh, and dancing. And hold on a second, because I have a question about something I think I saw. It's literally the only question I have because I was so bored so fast. Okay, here, here we are. <laughs> she's cooking plates? No, she's warming plates. Uh, fuck that. Who the fuck does this bitch think she is? She's warming plates in them. This is I. I was like, is she a ghost? Is is she eating invisible food? I was really bothered by her plate warming. How cold are your plates? They're not because she warmed them. Ugh. Go on. But then she notices uh, red on the plate, and she uh, looks up, and she realizes that there's blood seeping through the f- the ceiling. Which is she's a making whole dinner bunch for of her other dad. Questions. Uh, it would take so much blood to go through the floor like uh, that. Exactly. It, like, Unless somebody drilled a hole. Maybe that was the, the drain hole that was dripping blood through I mean, the, it, the I guess it's an older Nyalan's house. Is it not solidly built? No, it is, because it didn't it, get knocked over in Katrina. <laughs> this was pre... I know. But uh, she runs upstairs looking for her dad to make sure he's not dead or su- super murdered. And she steps in his blood and she's not wearing shoes. And she also, he's laying dad. on the damn carpet, which would absorb most of that blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Flaw number one of an otherwise flawless movie. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. Uh, fuck off. I don't know uh, what you so... <laughs> like. 
I don't know what your thing is with this terrible movie and Dudley Do Right. <laughs> I really like Dudley Do Right now. I think of so, it fondly. Uh, Dad's office is full of taxidermied animals, and she, the young lady, is looking around warily. Uh, and eventually, a werewolf is going to jump out and run out and smash through a window. A very shittily costumed werewolf. <laughs> just a guy in a, uh, a suit just jumped. So we get some opening narration from Dylan. Who's played um, by Bandit Brandon Ralph. In a different weird voice than he talks in the whole movie. <laughs> he talks sort of like this in well, his narration, but it's so forced. It's very awkward. That is kind of just his voice, though. It's not, though. Not in this movie, at least. So we find out that he uh, is a retired detective of some sort for supernatural stuff. We don't find out. He tells us. Well, yeah, that's how we find out. He just says. He was, he was the line between the, th- the two. A, yeah, a lot of this is... It's very new. They're trying to do a noir thing. Yeah, but it's so confusing and the mystery doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> by the time they start to solve anything, you're so bored and lost and annoyed by the funny, quote-unquote, funny parts that you um, are just looking at Twitter trying to read about what the government's doing because that's more interesting <laughs> than Dylan Dog Dead of Night. I don't know if interesting's the word for that. That's more terrifying and awful. Oh, also, he's quirky. He plays the he plays the clarinet. <laughs> so he's falling asleep, or he's pretending to be asleep on the couch, and there's a guy who's hold, holding a gun to his head. He hammers back the gun, and Dylan says, it Don't was too soon to hammer. do that, because you got to have somewhere to go. He's like, I wasn't threatened before, and I'm still not threatened say, now. I will say, this pays off later, um, and I, I can't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's nonplussed by this gentleman because he's so in. fucking cool and quirky. Quirky? I don't know. Uh, but this guy is uh, the husband of a client that Brandon Routh had uh, taken photographs for. This guy cheated on his wife or whatever. He straight up cheaters is in him <laughs> uh, because he's he's a regular private eye now. I've had like nine Coke Zeros today, <laughs> so I'm like hyped. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Are you? No, it's fine. But yeah, so Dylan's nonplussed, and he's because the the guy is upset that he cheated on his wife, and he got caught. Uh, he starts threatening. He's like, "I'm gonna lose everything, alimony, blah 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 blah." Um, and don't forget, the guy's not acting very well. Brandon Ralph, I mean, he's doing fine. Yeah, I he's mean, the if, Adam now. If acting was um whatever this voice is in this tone the entire movie, then he's acting the fuck out of this movie. <laughs> but that's not acting. It's old school acting. Yeah, but this is 2011. But eventually Brandon Ralph punches the guy in the face and takes his gun. Yep. And then he offers his services to this guy. He doesn't feel bad for uh, ending his marriage because he was a cheating guy. And also it was his job. Yep, I guess so. Your dog is snoring. There's a dog now. He He's cool and more interesting than <laughs> Dylan Dog. He's a regular dog. He's got a smushed face. He's a smushed face dog. Uh, so, so then Kid from Jungle to Jungle shows up, and he's the best actor in the movie. He is. He's He wants to be uh, Brandon Routh or Dylan Dog's sidekick, I guess. He's his Jimmy Olsen. You know, That's it. Remember when Brandon... Oh, actually, he was his Jimmy Olsen in that movie. <laughs> yep. This is their second comic book movie together. Their second failed comic book movie together. Dylan prefers to do stuff old school, like he doesn't want a digital camera, he wants film cameras. And he looks at that fucking digital camera like it's gonna steal his soul as if it's not 2011. He's fucking seen a digital camera before. Right, but he's also seen stuff that can steal your soul, so maybe he recognizes that in there. I doubt it. I think he's just a jackass. (laughs) That's also possible. 
And uh, Jungle to Jungle there has a terrible hat. Yeah. He's got like a cabbie hat. Some people can pull that hat off, but he can't. I'm not sure where that kind of hat comes from, actually, honestly. Uh, from a newsie. I thought newsies had like a fedora. Uh, no, that's you're thinking of a reporter. That's it. Okay, what's yeah. a newsie? A newsie's, I think, the guy who... Um, extra, extra, read all about it. Who sells the papers. Yeah, Okay. I think there's a whole musical... Uh, open the gates and seize the day. I believe you. I don't know. The delay. Wrongs will be righted when you're united. That's from Newsies. I, I think musicals aren't my thing. Um. Yeah. Cause, cause you're like fucking Dylan Dog Dead of Night. So you don't get to be like your thing's weird. Also, we, I was gonna make fun of him for driving a Volkswagen Beetle. A convertible Volkswagen yeah. Beetle. And it's an old one because he's so quirky. But I drove a Volkswagen, but not an old one or a convertible. So I'm. I'm quirky, but not as quirky as Dylan Dog Dead at Night. <laughs> he got a call from uh, the young lady whose dad went missing. Yeah. Or was murdered. Yeah. And he's going to go meet with her because he thinks it's just a regular PI thing. There's some policemen stationed outside for which Dylan Dog has nothing but contempt. I think it would have been a better movie if it was Dylan Dog Dead a Day because that's so many D's. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you get like rolling on the D's and then you're just like, Night. Dylan Dog Dead of Night. Dylan Dog Dead of Day. Yeah, see how fun it does that roll is? off better. Yeah. It's it's really it feels good in the mouth. <laughs> it's got good mouth feel. It does have a good mouth feel. What an upsetting phrase. This movie's so long. There's just so many slow conversations and him thinking and detecting. What being or that's what doing detective work is. Do I not it's like not detective movies? <laughs> that could be. Have I ever seen you another detective movie? Uh, I get. Do you count Batman? No, he had a, he he had a computer that very did rarely stuff does. For him. He does a teensy tiny bit of detecting in The Dark Knight, and a computer does that. You are correct. And Alfred helps him. Maybe you know I do like noir movies. How'd you feel about Sin City? I didn't have an opinion. Hmm. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen it. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I think it was fine. I saw it once. Uh, Give me the just what's talking to the girl. Long scene. <laughs> they're talking to the young lady whose dad is dead, and she. Uh, has one of Dylan's old cards from when he was a supernatural detective. The priest it at says, the funeral gave it to her. Yeah, it says, no pulse, no problem. Uh, and then, I'm just going to yell the few things that I remember while you're talking. <laughs> Dylan wants nothing to do with it, so he bails his Jimmy Olsen, whose character name I don't recall. It's Jungle to Jungle. I don't think that's it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Margaret or something. He decides to not take the case and he bails. Morgan. Is it Morgan? I honestly Is something with an do M, not maybe? remember. Mitchell? We both have the internet in our pockets. I'm we looking. could look it. The last thing I was looking up was Caesar Milan. Yeah. But Jimmy Olsen here wants... <coughs> he wants to take the case because they are running out of money. And they need to start taking cases rather than turning them down. Dylan says no and he bails. It's Marcus. Marcus. That sounds right. Yeah. Probably because it is right. Yeah, I mean, I uh, looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that man is Tay Dig. Which man? The bad guy. Okay. The other good actor in this. So we cut to nighttime. They show us Corpus House, <laughs> the hottest nightclub in town. That's where vampires go. No, it's where regular people addicted to vampire blood go. Right. Because that's different a little. Yeah, uh, I don't really understand. It seems to make them real strong and like hyped up. Yeah, it gives them vampire like uh, uh, attributes. And they treat it like cocaine. Yeah. I'm sure there are regular vampires there too. Probably. So what if a vampire drank vampire blood? Would he get... He would have regular vampire powers plus vampire powers? Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This big, douchey, beefy guy uh, takes a hit of vampire blood and then goes into the dance floor and is a big old douchebag. 
Yeah, he's the guy at the bar you see, and you're just like, that guy's nothing but trouble. He's going to pick a fight with someone just because he can. Yeah. Then there's a conversation in the dark. I think one of them is Tay Diggs. They've apparently caught wind of an item known as the heart. This will become the MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah, I don't really understand how we get from point A to Z. (laughs) There's a lot of points in between, and I don't understand any of them. So, uh, douchey guy is being a douche. And a bouncer comes to say, hey, stop that. You got to go. And then he picks a fight with all of the bouncers. And because he's all jacked up on vampire blood, he uh, knocks two of them out. And then uh, the owner of the club, Tay Diggs, comes over. And uh... the dog has an edge. <laughs> and he takes care of business and he karate chops that dude in the throat. And I'm going to assume he died. Whatever. There's only an hour and a half left. <laughs> Uh, so we cut back to the apartment where Jimmy Olsen is wandering around. His name is Jungle to Jungle. He was in Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen. <laughs> I have never seen that movie. Oh, he finds out. I think he finds out he has a son who lived in the jungle, maybe. But uh, Jimmy's just like, hey, I'm sorry about picking a fight with you earlier. We'll do the thing that you want to do because he has no like compunction. But it ends up not being Dylan that's in the apartment. Some giant ass monster. Oh, no. Tim Allen has to get a divorce from his original wife, um, who lives in the jungle, and he goes there to find out she was pregnant when she left him, and he has a 13-year-old son who's grown up in the jungle. So he brings him back to New York City, and the jungle boy Oh, the, boy the second jungle is the, the concrete jungle. Yeah, exactly. Jungle to jungle. That's such a clever title. So uh, we cut outside, and Dylan gets home. I just want you to know that that movie made $55 million more million than this movie. So you can... <laughs> You can uh, sit there and uh, judge Jungle to Jungle all you want. Dylan Dog made $4 million, That made $59 million. Well, Tim Allen has better pull at that time. The door was ajar. <laughs> Dylan goes in. has a try to derail this thing so hard. <laughs> he sees Marcus dead on the floor. I'm just going to read you the plot summary from Wikipedia <laughs> of Jungle to Jungle. His, uh, his insides have become his outsides. And at this point, when I was watching it, I was still paying attention fully. And so it's kind of sad because I liked Jungle to Jungle. He was uh, he was the best actor. He said things with um, like emphasis and feeling. And he's the funniest character in the in the movie. Um, but then they try and make him funny for the rest. Uh, I mean, not to spoil anything, but if he did come back, they would try and make him <laughs> the funniest character for the rest of the movie, and that stopped being fun. <laughs> and I didn't like him then. Dylan calls the cops, and they collect the body of his friend. And he's real sad or something. Yeah, it's a noir movie. What is it? With colors. So is that how noir movies work? They kill Jungle to Jungle, and then the hero remembers what it's like to be a detective? Yes. And so he gets his clarinet, and he detects away. Yes. Well, how many noir, noir movies movie. have you ever seen? Tell me all of them. Uh, we have an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, I honestly can't remember yeah. most of them. Exactly, because noir is a thing, but... <laughs> I like noir. I feel like it's probably a really good read. Probably. So uh, Dylan decides that he's going to go get some revenge. So he puts on the, the suit he wears on the cover box art. And he pulls out his uh, his doctor's bag full of, I don't know. It's, uh... Mostly werewolf hair. <laughs> Potions or something. Yeah. And he goes back to the, the house where the young lady's dad was murdered. I hope they don't have an unearned sex scene. I don't think they do. No, they do. It's do much they? later in the movie. Yeah. I'm just bored. <laughs> So I'm just going to keep yelling things. That's fine. I wish the Reese's Pieces weren't so far away. 
I'm glad it's over there because that machine's super loud. <laughs> Dylan starts uh, looking around the the office where her dad was murdered, and he starts piecing together that it was a werewolf. But Dylan basically just walks around and says everything sort of in a monotone, matter-of-fact way, because mm-hmm. um, acting. And he finds the hair, and he realizes that it's a lady werewolf. Also, the way that hair is on that branch bothers me. It doesn't look like it's caught on there. Like, the slightest breeze would have taken that away. <laughs> or a have. bird should have shown up and put it in its nest. Birds always yeah. steal in hair for their nests, because birds are dicks. Uh, Dylan takes out his apothecary bag, and he starts examining hair samples. Because uh, he thinks he recognizes the hair or something. Where do you think this fell in, like, the Twilight craze? Smack dab in the middle of it, I think, right? It's 2011. I have no idea. Because it's all vampires and werewolves and shit. I mean, I guess... I don't know when the comic was released. Yeah, the comics, I think, from the started in the 80s. Mm. But that was also in Italy, and this is not Italy, and this is not the 80s. So they just found a property no one had bought, and were like, vampires? <laughs> that could be. Get them. Let's get that guy that ruined Superman. He didn't ruin Superman. <laughs> Brian Singer, Brian Brian. Singer did. Brian Singer is currently directing the the Queen biopic, and he has done runoff. They can't find him. He didn't show back up after after filming, or I mean after um, Thanksgiving break. So they're all just there waiting, and he didn't show up. It's like a week later. Maybe he's dead. I guess this isn't the first time he's did it. He probably is off having uh, an alleged tryst with a young man. Brian Singer's got a bit of a checkered past. It sh- it seems that well, who doesn't apparently? I think in Hollywood and politics. I think Brandon Ralph is okay. Yeah, he seems like a nice fellow. He does. Would it, uh I think I listened to him talk to Kevin Smith about being the Adam. Yeah. Black Adam? Adam? Regular Adam. Regular Adam. Um and he he was and he told a story about being Black his... Adam is a different character. Uh it's the the counterpoint to Shazam. Is that a Marvel character? Uh, DC. DC. Shazam's the DC character. Yes. So is Black Adam? Yes. Oh, he's the bad guy. Right. That's who The Rock is allegedly going to play. Right. I said allegedly in the same tone when I was talking about <laughs> sexual misconduct and who The Rock might play. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. This guy, quick, fill them in on what's been happening. Uh, Brandon Routh is doing some detective work. He went to a meatpacking plant and he's, there's a bunch of people there. And he's following the uh, he's following the clues to try and figure out the murder of both that, that young lady's dad. And his partner. And then he talks to the guy who's in charge of the meatpacking plant, who has the weirdest accent and a mush mouth. Yep. He is the guy who played Lucifer in Constantine. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he played the devil. Are we talking about other pop culture failures? (laughs) That movie's great. Yeah, Is it? I like it. All right, let's see. This is still the jungle to jungle. I don't know what his name is. So doesn't uh, matter. (laughs) But this guy, he's playing uh, the character. He's like the head of uh, his werewolf pack i'm not sure what the uh, pc pronouns for a werewolf is like he and she well i mean like still genders or group oh is that a pronoun pack i don't know in this context it is i don't think it is but then he gets like his werewolf teeth come out and i was like oh they just got shitty teeth in this movie no one can talk good with them but no everyone else other than brandon ralph in this movie has weird fake fangs and they all talk fine. So I don't know what this guy's fucking problem is. It's just the way he talks. He's super weird talking in uh, Constantine also. Oh, so he just has stroke mouth. <laughs> kind of, I guess. But like if the stroke was on the front half of his body instead of the left or right. I guess. Is that a thing that can happen? You're, no. You're the most doctory person in the house right now. 
I play a doctor. It in goes real life. you, the dog, and then me. <laughs> I saw that dog reading a scientific journal earlier. And he spends a lot of his day looking real hard at the walls. But yeah, so uh, what but I guess I spend a lot of my day watching the dog wash the walls. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so some some dude comes out and sucker punches Dylan and knocks him off of a balcony into the meat packing plant. He seems to be upset about something. Well, he doesn't like him being around, sniffing about. But I thought that was his job. I know he retired, but no one else was assigned to it. Like he he implies well, he's a private eye. Nobody's assigned as a private eye. No, but he was like as like he was chosen as like the person who like the mediator between the the quote unquote breathers and monsters. Also, everyone they refer everyone refers to humans as breathers, even the werewolves who breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um. But he uh, he was like I don't know picked or something. His dad was in it, and then so he was the next one, and he doesn't have a child to take up that mantle. So he's the last by one. right still that person, even if you're not doing your job. It's almost like we're gonna get a really a Star Wars movie in that vein, where um, maybe someone who was a Jedi decided to stop and has to come back and be like, maybe I need to fix some shit because it's my fucking job. <laughs> you leave your Star Wars out of this. I so can't leave guy, Star Wars out of anything. <laughs> the uh, angry uh, guy kind of half transforms into a werewolf, and then Dylan pulls out some uh, silver knuckle dusters. He looks like just like a, a big strong guy wearing a werewolf mask. He really does, as we all know. Vampires hate silver, and if you punch them with one, they'll fly across the room, and you'll leave uh, burns in their face. Now we know. So then more detecting. It's a lot more narration. I don't remember this as well as I thought I did. Oh, well, I don't either, and I saw it yesterday, because it's not great. He saw on that sheet that someone only got delivered 10 pounds of meat, so he's going to check it out, because it doesn't seem like enough meat. Because that's what werewolves do. He's following the clues, and he finds more dead bodies. I think this is about where I checked out in the uh, the trail, so <laughs> hopefully you can figure it out. While he's looking around this new warehouse, there's uh, some young kid screeches at him and jumps away and parkours the way out. There's a lot of characters that are like nondescript enough that I forget that they've already shown up earlier and when they come back, so I never know who's what. <laughs> I, that might just be a problem with me, maybe, not the movie, but the movie's it doesn't also help. not great. Yeah. Dylan goes back to the young lady whose Who name I accent. do not remember. We're going to call her Megan. And he's... It's Elizabeth. But we're still going to call her Megan. So Megan and Superman argue for a while over something. Uh, he needs more information, but she's holding something back and he can tell. Because he's the best, because he's quirky, because he plays the clarinet. So uh, he convinces her to ha- hand over her father's books. He's got like a journal like Sean Connery style in The Last Crusade. Sure. Do you want to watch The Last Crusade instead of this? <laughs> it's really good. So she shows him, like, he was, uh, her dad was looking to acquire the heart. Which is a cross with a pointy end and a circle in it. The circle has blood in it. I don't know if we're learning that now, but at some point we learned that. I really, I'm really um, enjoying you trying to piece this together from what you remember and what's going on on screen. <laughs> this might be my least favorite thing we've ever watched, <laughs> but I'm really having fun on this podcast, so... <laughs> That's what matters. I got a lot of feelings. Yeah. Uh, while they're discussing whatever, eventually a vampire crashes through the window, and uh, they ch- get chased through the house, and we find out that uh, Elizabeth can actually handle herself in a fight relatively okay. Like, she kicks a dude in the face. That would be a great Home Alone setting house. Yeah, it's got all sorts of... Overhangs and yeah. giant open space. And You don't watch Home Alone? A little. Somewhere <laughs> So 
So I, she I only know the beginning of all the songs. Because she pulls a decorative katana, which is a terrible idea because it's probably not full tang. Sky, what's a, worse? A decorative katana or no katana? A decorative katana because it's likely to break and the blade could come and fly back at you and stab you. So Dylan throws down a flare that's super high on UV. Um, That lands under, like she stops it with her foot. Yeah. He then shoots it with precision accuracy. Well, he's good at what he does. Sometimes. Yeah. You can tell because he plays the clarinet. He doesn't care about things. <laughs> but it does explode and it's full of magnesium. So it's real bright and all of the vampires wince in pain. And she is unaffected. Yep. Megan doesn't seem to be <laughs> affected. But then they hop in his Volkswagen and drive away. In his nondescript getaway car. It's Nyalan's. Everything goes down here. Look, you can you could schedule a parade. I know. I've heard Hannibal Burris's jokes. Everything I know about New Orleans is from that joke. Mm-hmm. That long Hannibal Burris joke about getting a parade. It's a good joke. And the so, like three episodes of Bar Rescue that are set in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, and everything that they've said may happen in the um, Gambit movie. Channing Tatum's Gambit. Yep. So one of the vampires <laughs> yep. uh, hops on the car and then there's a little bit of a we're being attacked while driving well, scene. Chasey Chase! And then they slam on the brakes and he flies off and he gets impaled on a street sign that's made of wood and then he dies and now brandon roth is telling megan about how all of these people that you're looking at right now are probably monsters yep it's like that scene in men in black where everybody's an alien except with monsters and not as good let's watch men in black which one the first one oh. um i've only seen the first one the second one you can skip and then the third one's surprisingly good that's how i feel about the santa claus movies <laughs> So Brandon Routh is explaining how there's a pact between monsters and people. And now now he's explaining, I'm the guy in the middle that they could trust, um, but I, I quit. Because fuck them. Well, I think... I think a, his a, girlfriend died or yeah, something? Yeah, like a, a El Chupacabra ate his wife or something. <laughs> he eat goats. Maybe he had a very goaty wife. Oh, you're yawning because you're so damn bored. Uh, he Night takes, times when you're supposed to sleep. He takes Megan to the morgue. Um, this weird, this uh, this, this morgue weird scene is nighttime weird. morgue. So all of the dudes running the morgue are all zombies, which I wasn't sure of what the like when I watched it the first time until I got further into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, are these clowns supposed to be zombies? What's happening? Are they just gross? Are they having <laughs> sex with the corpses? Are they eating the corpses? Yes, to all of them. Are they eating the corpses? A little bit. I mean, if you have a, a perfectly good, good corpse and you want to eat human flesh and you're going to cremate it anyway. I guess that's true. Would, so, it, be, would it be rude to order a pizza in the middle of the podcast? <laughs> Maybe. But uh, Dylan is there because he r- realized that his buddy uh, was killed by a zombie. So he was come to collect him because he's going to wake up soon. So they pull him out of the drawer. So he, he was killed by a zombie, not a vampire? Right. Or, oh, okay. Oh, because it was that giant thing. Spoilers. I didn't catch that. Well, we saw it was a giant thing, and you already told me. Yeah, but it comes back later. It does. But the first time I watched it, I didn't realize what it was, and it didn't even tie it back. I thought these guys ate his arm, and that's what turned him into a zombie. Uh, Jimmy wakes up. None of these character names are right. His name is Jungle Marcus. the Jungle. Marcus wakes up screaming. Um, we have Megan and Brandon <laughs> Ralph and Jungle to Jungle. I don't know what's so hard to... Look how Brandon Routh gets his real name. I don't know, because he's got a good not name. Superman. He's got a better name than he has acting abilities. <laughs> he's all right in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he's he's good in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I don't, I don't, who's got time for that? Me. Oh. It's all right. I don't. Uh, I like things and I don't watch them, so. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. I'm, gonna get, I'm back on it. 
Oh, I'm all caught up. I'm I tend to skip every other season on accident. <laughs> I didn't watch any of season three, but I went no, I didn't Ghost watch any of season rad. two. I started it, but I couldn't get into it, and then I trailed off. But now they're going in space. Brandon Ralph I is really like attempting Matt. to explain to uh, and Coulson <laughs> to Jimmy that he's dead and is a zombie now. And but he doesn't Fitz. believe it because he feels fine, and even Simmons. even though he's dead. And Daisy Ridley, I mean not Daisy Ridley, just Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really losing it over here. <laughs> so, uh, so Jimmy notices that he's covered in blood, and his uh, his insides are uh, kind of flopping about. The scene isn't terrible, but it needs to move faster. I think if this movie moved a little faster, it wouldn't be as boring. It doesn't. If it, part of the noir thing, yeah, that's great. But it's not the fifties anymore. I need, I need, I need some quickness. I need some, 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 some stuff to happen. It's why okay. kids these days like the Phantom Menace and not A New Hope because A New Hope is super slow. I upset the dog by snapping. And also, I don't think the kids like the Phantom Menace. They do. A lot of, a lot of younger children like the prequels. I don't. Sky. <laughs> what children are you? To- I guess I'm not talking to children either. I just the internet tells me that the younger people like it. <laughs> so eventually, Jimmy notices that his arm is missing. And he has a mild panic attack. Yeah, because the scene is still happening. <laughs> so Brandon tosses him in a wheelbarrow, I think. Where are we? Oh, no, he's, he's in a car. <laughs> he doesn't get in a wheelbarrow. He gets in a cart later. Ah, that's it. He might get in a wheelbarrow. I, I got a little know. confused. <laughs> he absconds with the corpse of his friend. And he takes Megan on another date to uh, a meeting with a CI. It's a It's a body shop. And the man in charge seems to know some stuff. Oh, right, because they're gonna replace his arm. That's yeah. what's happening. He gets a he gets a racially insensitive arm. They do black arm in this instead of blackface. <laughs> I'm gonna let the dog out. You keep telling them what's happening. Okay. The dog's gonna have to go at nine times during this long ass movie. So there's a bunch of people in the waiting room of this body shop that are missing bits. Like there's one that's uh, missing the lower half of their body. Somebody that's missing legs basically a giant place with a lot of different human parts and you can go and select what you want i wouldn't think you'd be able to change your head because that seems like that would change a lot more than you know just how you look because that's where your brain lives yeah that's where your personality centers are but whatever there's just a lot of severed pieces and a lot of it's real weird a lot of dead people sniffing about i mean i guess it's a weird thing it's a neat concept. It, it's it looks, like the bazaar in Hellboy too. I was gonna say it looks more like a flea market than uh than like a store. Yeah, is this guy somebody? Mm. I remembered it being Tony Shalhoub, but it's not. It's certainly not Tony Shalhoub by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> it's just some guy. Uh, but they walk through the body shop and they end up with uh some gentleman who owns it or operates it. It's Dan Braverman. I have no idea who that is. You don't remember Dan Braverman from the Dan Braverman show? Nope. Oh, it ran from 1985 to uh, 2002 on ABC, 7 o'clock, Tuesdays, the Dan Braverman show. That doesn't sound real. Yeah, because I just made it up. (sighs) (laughs) He's in the movie Stolen and the Waiter. Well, I mean, who knows what fucking weird movies you've seen. (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, Brandon... Is asking this guy what he knows about the death of Megan's dad and who killed his partner. Blah, blah, blah. The True Bloods and such. They're looking for the heart. The True Bloods are what the vampires call themselves. This is great podcasting. Can I walk away? Uh-huh. But the dog is ready to come in. And I'll be damned if I'm going to pause it. It's a dog. I ain't got time for that. It's Listen, fine. Sky. I'm a Cut dog dad this. now. <laughs> I have responsibilities. Like knocking over this microphone. Well, you're living up to that responsibility. Right? I have dogs to pet, microphones to knock over, and Dylan dogs to disdain. (laughs) 
He's from the the Dan Braverman trio. They were a, a reggae trio in the seventies. Had a couple hits. Dig dig dig. Uh, music on the moonlight. Did you know that dogs tend to prefer reggae music because they can appreciate music? And studies have shown that they like reggae. I don't know if you're lying to me or no, not. That's a real thing. Does ska count? That's uh, close enough. Um, so they get the information they need, and then they move. Less than Jake later, dog. Some mighty mighty Boston's. This gets a real big fish up on your. We cut over to a uh, to a, a cemetery where fuck. What's his name? Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. I couldn't remember his real name either. He is having words with his hench people because they did not succeed in killing or obtaining whatever it was that he needed. We don't know for sure yet, but they were supposed to go and collect um, Megan. What's, what's the character's name? Megan. Uh, but he's wearing a nice scarf. Chilly, chilly. I said there were two good actors. Tay Diggs is the second best actor in the cinema. I said that yet. Yeah. But he, uh, he's all right. Uh, Tay but... Diggs, is he, in a, is he in a Fast and Furious? Probably. Is he the whiny one who got mad that The Rock got offered his own movie? Isn't that Tyrese? Yeah, that's it. But this guy... Uh, one of the he's got terrible burns all over his face because of that magnesium bomb, and oh. Tay Diggs is gonna kick him down into a mausoleum uh, as a punishment. So he'll be sitting there for a while. Twenty years, he says. Tay Diggs is not in any Fast and Furious. Well, then I don't know what else he's. I been don't in. think I've ever seen anything that Tay Diggs has been in other than this. I guess I've seen Chicago once. The city. No, the uh, the movie based the band. on the no the movie based on the musical. Remember? No. I know it exists, but I've never seen it. It's alright. You won't like it. Vargas. Tay Diggs' character's name is Vargas. Never mind. He is um, a character called Dre in the 101 Dalmatians cartoon <laughs> series. That sounds racist. And he's so in an episode we, of Ally McBeal. We he's cut in an over to a, uh, like a convenience store. We've got Marcus in the cart. He's still passed out. When uh, he realized he was missing an arm, he fainted. Uh, they c- picked up an arm for him at the body shop. And now they're going to collect new stuff for him to take care of himself with. I guess Because so. there is... Because uh, he's dead now. And because this movie wasn't long enough, so there's a lot of these weird <laughs> interstitial zombie scenes between detecting. <laughs> Tay Diggs is also in an episode of New Girl Sky. Oh, is he the, the coffee guy? Yeah. So they couldn't find a white guy arm, so they, they found him a black guy arm. And it still had a wedding ring on it, and he's got tattoos now, and he freaks out. Black arms racist, right? If black face is racist? I mean, it... That sounds like I'm, it's like... It's not not racist. Pro, pro blackface. I'm not. Well, I've heard you... You talk about blackface more than anybody I know. That's not... It's because I find it outrageous. <laughs> it's such... It's so ridiculous. That's a thing they did. Yeah. Brand Routh is t- attempting to explain to Jimmy how he can't eat normal stuff anymore, and how he needs to use bleach to wash himself and because he's dead now i don't understand why he can't eat just regular meat yeah that's that's a weird thing but his body has a a, a violent reaction to it so brandon ralph kicks open a <laughs> a dumpster a dumpster he's like, eat this garbage no it's i know it's maggots oh, and okay. worms and stuff but like it's weird right yeah it's super weird and and jimmy's just like yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna eat garbage it's jungle to jungle they didn't get him a new shirt though he's got a jacket they gave him a jacket, but he didn't get a new non-bloody shirt. Eh, they're in the they're in Monster Town. That's fine, but why would they give him a jacket? Because he was chilly, because he's dead. It's not that cold, because Megan never has her fucking cardigan over her shoulders. Right, but Vargas is wearing his, his festive scarf. Uh, but he's a vampire, he doesn't feel weather. He just looks cool as fuck. <laughs> his name is Tay Diggs, guy. Good thing I got all these character names down. 
You don't know what's going on. Uh, so Jimmy says he's not going to eat that, but Brandon wants him to because if the longer a zombie goes without eating, the more like he's going to attack his friends or whatever. Yeah. But hopefully we don't spend the whole movie worrying about this. Yeah. So we cut away and we're back at the Corpus Club. Corpus Club. It's the vampire hangout, uh, which is a blood pun of some sort. Is it? Yeah. No, blood is red. <laughs> You're confused. What? I don't know. You're just saying words. I am, because there's still um, a shitload of movie left. <laughs> we are only like halfway through it. I, you don't even know what's going on. They're going to go into the club. Yeah, but why? To confront Vargas about what happened. What happened? Well, they had uh, Megan's mo- dad killed, and uh-huh. then they killed... His name was his name Killed was Jimmy. His name's Jungle to Jungle. Uh, so Brandon Routh is going to sneak in, sort of. No, Brandon Routh puts on a stocking hat and is going to sneak in. Because uh-huh. he shows him his vampire crack pipe. <laughs> and he's like, I'm cool, man. I do vampire crack, too. Here's my vampire crack pipe. That is true. That did happen. Okay, how much money would I have to pay you to drink human blood? <laughs> Whose blood? Mine. Mm. It probably like, tastes like Cheetos. What if I've been saving it? Does that mean? Does that mean it, it would make less money to get you to do it because it tastes so yummy it my blood definitely tastes like the drippings off of a uh of george foreman grill <laughs> so he flashed is he flashing to where his wife got eaten or whatever yes is that what happened she was killed in this club oh. and then he broke the rules and sought revenge or something and that's why he stopped doing what he yeah. does but the bartender lady no recognizes him and then the bouncers come they don't tell him to go they bring him up to the boss you know, they do something. <laughs> they bring him to stuff. see Tay Yeah. Which is nice. He seems like a nice guy. Reasonable. He does. He's, I, he's probably my favorite character in the whole thing. <laughs> um, so he also is wearing fake fangs and doesn't have any trouble talking. <laughs> I appreciate that. He's got two lovely ladies with him. I say that like he could be wearing real fangs. Those are the fangs out of a dog. <laughs> I just feel like maybe it's not, it doesn't feel detective-y. And um, you're not having fun because you can't detect along with him because you don't know what anything is. You don't know anything it's about a brand new vampires. world. It's a whole new world, Jake. Yeah, and I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid, etc. Uh-huh. But like, if this was just like a like a hard boiled detective story, like you could be like, oh, he found th- these toenail clippings here, and 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 then uh, oh, but earlier in the movie, she said that she was at this house, and it doesn't line up. But when you're like throwing things like Oh, you got to look at the vampire hairs, and it's their second coat, and it's this color, and werewolf, whatever. whatever. It, <laughs> They're different. It's hard to it's hard to detect along with it and have fun. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but there is something in here that I find hilarious and I love, and that's that he has tiny stakes for bullets. Oh yeah, his wooden bullets. It's hilarious in this scene where he's discussing uh, stuff with Tay Diggs. Like, he reaches for his revolver, and you're like, that wouldn't do anything, because why would it? Vampires shrug that shit off all the time. Thought of that. Don't you worry. <laughs> they have uh, the un- uneasy truce for now, and he gets ejected from the club. But then he finds that guy who he saw earlier? Uh-huh. It was the kid from the warehouse who's doing parkour. When he asks what your true blood name is, it sounds like he's in, like, a like a true blood the TV show, like, <laughs> LARP or something. <laughs> well, more or less. He is, uh, but he's just a wannabe, I think. I think he's very low level because he says he's only been a vampire for like a minute because you can yeah. still see the marks on his neck and stuff. Yeah, and he still has a driver's license. That's valid. You don't think all the vampires have valid driver's licenses? No, 
I mean, Why some of them are too old. You just start a new life. Don't, isn't that what you do when you're immortal? I don't know. Every it's... every 80 years or so, you just maybe not even every 80 years, probably every 30 years, you just disappear and start fresh. Right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, the Cullens, he's been going to that high school for 110 years. So the kid runs away, but then this giant-ass monster zombie uh, catches him uh, and then snaps his neck, which can kill a vampire, question mark? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. The vampire or the zombie giant monster just looks like something you would just shoot repeatedly at in a video game. Yeah, he's a Resident Evil monster. Is that, is, it looked like something from a video game, and I wasn't sure which one. <laughs> he looks like Nemesis. Uh, and the wooden bullets aren't having that much of an effect. If you pop a six-shooter open like that, do all the bullets fly out like that? Uh, in that style of gun, yeah. Do they really? Because <laughs> the way that it's got like that overcock where you can put in six at a time. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas uh, most revolvers have like the, the drum that the, comes out comes to the out side, side and you put in one at a time. So that one's specifically designed to eject the spent shells like that. Mm. Seems like a pain so, in the ass. You got to yeah. pull those shells. I guess it was probably designed in a time where you didn't give a fuck you were having a shootout in the Old West. That's right. Uh, so the, the zombie throws him around and then he uh, gets thrown in, literally thrown into a car. And the zombie, instead of uh, finishing the job, runs away and Brandon goes home. So, uh, Megan has been making up Jimmy jungle jungle. so that he looks like a person instead of a dead person. And now he, he looks a bit metrosexual. Men wearing makeup. What? <laughs> he says that he looks like a dead hooker. Uh, and honestly, his makeup's not like that extreme. Nah. For all things it's considered. a little overdone. No, it's just, a, it's, it's just a man wearing to makeup. It. Really? Yeah. It's, I've seen people today at the store wearing more makeup than that. Just that's the makeup they wear. What's happening now? <laughs> Tell me. The guy has a hat. It's Marcus's hat. Oh. Whose house are they at? One of the vampires. Yeah, they're they went to some vampire's house and they there's like caskets where <laughs> they went to some vampire's house. Um Oh, it's the vampire that um someone's dating something. <laughs> So, and we find out the vampires have no reflection, but they can photograph fine. And in these caskets, there are, uh, like, iPods and headphones and stuff. You know, because they're just like us, after all. But they're oh, all empty. it's the werewolf that killed Megan's dad is a young girl werewolf. She's oh, who's, dating who's the dating... guy that, they, that just got killed by that zombie monster. Right. They were dating a werewolf and... Um... Like the Capulets and the Montagues. Yeah, or the Twilights and the um, t- Taylor Lautners. <laughs> so, um, Jimmy's having trouble processing that he's dead. And to prove the point, Brandon shoots him in the chest. He's he's understandably troubled by this. <laughs> what if I eat Doritos into the microphone? Would that be a problem? Yes. What if they're cool ranch Doritos? Oh, well, that's fine. It's real cool. So um, Jimmy screams, obviously, and then realizes that it didn't hurt and that he's not falling down and he's not dead because he's already dead. Are you going to edit out all of my questions <laughs> in the middle of some you of trying them. to remember what's uh, what's happening in the scene? Some of them. What's, what do you mean just some of them? I mean, none of them. <laughs> Damn it. This episode's five minutes long. <laughs> it's because if you uh, edit out all of my non sequiturs, there's just a lot of you trying to remember what's happening in this movie. <laughs> Don't worry. There's only another hour left. We cut over and we are at uh, the funeral of the head vampire or head uh, werewolf guy. His daughter was murdered, and she was the one who killed Megan's dad. I think she was there. Well, they found his, her fur, right? Yeah. And then the man who can't talk or who can't talk Normal. talks weird. 
Don't edit out any of us trying to figure out what's happening. I should have watched this earlier. Hey, you but should've. I was at work. <sighs> I thought about putting it on while I was at work. Then I, I did watch it, and I don't know what's happening. So it's been a day since I've watched it. <laughs> Get confused the whole time. This is about where I started to lose focus. <laughs> Brandon's still being all business, even though he's at this man's funeral, and he's like, hey, or this man's daughter's funeral. He's like, hey, I still need answers for this. I think it's post-funeral. Sure. Because the casket was... is there at the head of the church. Right, but everyone was walking out. Right, to go to the actual funeral. I guess this um, is I mean, just this the is probably the wake, yeah. And then they're going to go to the funeral, because he was the only one left in there with the box. But he's still trying to track down the heart. And then Megan is there looking at stuff, and she sees his dead wife or something. And she's not wearing pants. Yeah, this is this where they have an unearned sex scene? Must be. I think it might be in it. I think this is um, where you think they're going to, and then they do later. I don't know why she's just wearing his shirt and no pants. It's a really. She came there with pants. Where are your pants? Did she? Yeah. You don't know that. She was wearing them. Oh, previous scene. I guess if yeah, if she had exactly ha- one pair of pants. If nothing happened between that scene and this scene, yeah, I guess I assume she left and came back. <laughs> but why would she? The vampires know where her house is, or something. I guess they know where his house is. They killed, they killed Jungle to Jungle there. But here, uh, Brandon explains how his wife was murdered by vampires, and then he kicked in the door of some elder meeting and shot them all to death with. Uh, yeah. With wooden bullets. He went into that meeting like fucking Anakin Skywalker or Mustafar killing the uh, the bad guys, the the Trade Federation and the banking clan and all those people. All <laughs> or the children in the sitting... Jedi Temple. No, that was different. They were all sitting around a table just like that. Do you want to watch Attack of the Clones? Not really. It's not the best Star Wars. If you start at the Coliseum and move from there, it's fine. Just right after the droid uh, factory and it. There are parts that are all right. I like I like Dexter Jetster. Um, <laughs> the Camino stuff is interesting, but it's not it's not fast paced. Well, there's the, the so Naboo we stuff cut over happens. to the next day, and uh, Marcus is at a diner. He's gonna try and eat real people food again. He's gonna try and eat all of the real people food, and everyone but, who works at the diner seems to be a monster. Also, yeah, they're all dead. Luckily, the guy at the diner has noticed that uh, that Jamie's dead. And that so they're gonna make him the special dead guy food. Yeah, well, I think he also understood because he was ordering so much food, he knows that hunger. Just, I mean, if I had to eat bugs, this is how I'd want to do it in yeah, a, in a burger. And then it's implied that hot dogs are just made of gross and bugs and stuff. Well, you know, I mean, they probably are. But why wouldn't he just eat that fucking hot dog? I, don't I would know. eat a hundred. I eat a hundred hot dogs right now <laughs> if I could, if you'd let me. Can I eat a hundred hot dogs on this podcast? No. What if I promised to eat? 100 hot dogs in one sitting. Will you let me eat them on this podcast? <laughs> sure. Cool. Um, probably not this time because there's only three hot dogs in the refrigerator. But, but, but next, soon. Next... We'll put you up against a bear. <laughs> what a good show. <laughs> Was it? Uh, we watched a bunch at work the, uh, this summer, uh-huh. and um, it was pretty good. These are the intercut, like, him dealing with being a, a, dead, a guy. dead guy. Yeah, he bumps into some hippie chick I who's find... also a dead person, and she offers him a place at a support group for being dead and dealing with it. I understand that movies have, like, B-plots and stuff, but this isn't really a plot, sort of. It's just a thing, and it doesn't. it's not interesting to me. And it's, I think, meant to be funny, but it's not. They're trying. So many minutes left. <laughs> Especially when you count them down. 
Shut up, Sky. Uh, we cut over to a new place, and uh, Brandon is meeting up with some uh, some it's gentleman. A, it's a kooky old friend of him. He's really old, so he's he's goofy. He's kooky. He says, "Live long enough, and you'll lose your mind." Brandon Routh says literally that same thing. Is that why you keep repeating it? What? Kooky and quirky and stuff. Oh no, he says what you said. No, no, you were Brandon Routh again. I was, I was just you know, layman's terming it for you know, for the, the people for the people out there listening to the podcast who don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I bring I bring a real life sort of side to our podcast. You know, you come at it very analytically, but I'm out here. I'm out in the I'm out on the street with the the man, the everyman. That right? Yeah, I'm just riffing here, Sky. <laughs> How drunk do you think I could get before this movie's over? Uh, it depends on what you have in the house. There's a bunch of beer in there. I think there's half a bottle of vodka. Oh, there you go. Katie would come home and I'd just be asleep under the Christmas tree and you'd be nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I left the dog in charge. That's fine. <laughs> he would also be asleep under the Christmas tree. Only because he wants love and Christmas. Uh, mm. So Brandon thinks that this guy can tell him about the heart. And he does. Via a projector or something. Via, via an overhead projector where he wipes off his writing with his spit. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> Now they got whiteboards, Sky. You don't need spit anymore. I mean, you can still spit on them, but it's not, it doesn't have you the same have effect. To. Yeah. So he's got this old tome written in, I don't know. Scribbles. Mostly. It tells the tale of the heart. His projector, apparently you could just slide a book underneath of it. And it... Yeah, if you got a mirror. There's something like that. Oh, Are there? Yeah. I didn't know that. I want one of those. Get me one of those. What do you need it for? To project. Why don't you things. get? Why don't you your next phone upgrade? Get this stupid Moto Snap-on projector thing. Oh, good, good call. Where do I get that? I don't know. Verizon stores. I don't know. The, those commercials are just loud enough that um, you know to stop listening because <laughs> there are certain kind of loud that is so obnoxious you can just shut your brain off. But he basically tells you how the rest of the movie is gonna go. Yeah. Uh, apparently, like, there's there's a night of a full moon and there's some blood in the heart and you can use it to gain. Like godlike powers, or yeah. Some you such. like if you get stabbed by it or some such thing. So I don't know whose blood is it. That like the original vampire's blood or something. Yeah. What is that? That we we met him. We met him at the end of uh, the next mutation. <laughs> that that ball of like swirls. <laughs> we did meet him. You're right. Every movie is in the same universe. Oh my goodness! This is the same universe as the next mutation. That would explain some stuff. It Quiz would explain specifically. A He's lot of t- stuff about this movie, about that. Queez looked like a zombie. Don't you miss Queez? A little. Uh, I like Queez better than I like this movie. <laughs> Queez, well, I mean, I like Queez better than a lot of things. Because he's a, he's a bike riding fiend. <laughs> Do you guys remember Queez? Tweeted Sky. Tweeted you too. They could. <laughs> Tweeted Sky and I'll re- reply probably in the wrong box. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I'm not good at Twitter. So, uh, Brandon meets Jimmy, uh, at... I don't know, they had some more detecting to do. Oh, it's oh they're the, back at the meatpacking yeah, plant. Yeah, where the werewolves are. Uh, yeah. the vampires or somebody, uh, hit the, the place. So, uh, Satan is stumbling out, and he's, he's worse for the wear. His name is Mushmouth. Mushmouth McSatany. You know what I'm excited for, Sky? Half an hour things. Seem like such a good idea. <laughs> it's a marathon now. You wouldn't think you could trust a werewolf with, like... Cow halves? Yeah. Well, I mean, what a great front, for, you know... To get cow halves? Yeah. Just like, oh, well, true. it's my business to have cow halves. Do you think werewolves like spaghetti? On occasion. Do you think they can have regular food like spaghetti? I guess a dog can. Yeah, well... Do you think they can have Oreos? Dogs no chocolate. can't have Oreos, yeah. yeah. No chocolate. 
Mom says you can't have the Oreos, but you can have the rest of my milk. Remember that commercial? I do remember that commercial. <laughs> can that be the intro to this <laughs> this episode? Because <laughs> there's no song for Dylan Dog Dead of Day. So we cut over to the support group where um, Marcus is uh, finally addressing that he's dead. His hat got douchier. He's got like a pork pie hat on. No, now. it's not a pork pie hat. It's a trilby. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. A it trilby. doesn't go up all the way in the front. A pork mm. pie hat does i know a lot I about hats guy uh i took a haberdasher class at the local community college <laughs> i have my certificate in haberdashery would you like me to fix any of your hats do you have any hats that need mending sky i i don't wear a lot of hats is it because they're all broken <laughs> because i know how to fix that i know how to haberdash that <laughs> please say something so i can stop talking about hats <laughs> oh are you trying to watch this movie kind of so, like, there's a, a phrase that, that comes up a lot in this movie where, if I'm not back in a half hour, calling a bomb scare. Does it come up a lot or twice? Enough for me to think it was three times. Oh. I, it's at least twice. I thought uh, Jungle to Jungle just says it because Superman says it earlier. That That's definitely the case. But uh, Jimmy decides to man up and help uh, help Superman out with stuff after all. His name is Brandon Routh. Is that what that's like? <laughs> well, that's what's what's like. Getting corrected on names. Oh. I do it a lot. Correct. Get corrected on names? I mostly correct people on someone's name. Yeah, but they're just... Um, Leafy voice... doesn't know anyone's name. Well, yours are always just uh, voiceover artists on Japanese dubs that <laughs> only you would know. It's not always the case. Usually I point out Cree Summer when I hear her voice. You don't, you don't point it out. You yell it. <laughs> like an excited duckling. I like Chris Summer. I don't know who that is. She does the voice of a lot of stuff. Like what? She did the voice of that tube singer monster in Star Wars, in the Clone Wars. First of all, her name is Sice Noodles. Yeah, that one. She's got a noodle mouth. Um, what else does she do so I can compare the two? Uh, um, do you remember the show A Different World? No. Um, she did Foxy Brown and uh, Drawn Together. Oh. I know she she does a lot of voiceover work. Now they have she, an unearned sex scene. <laughs> yeah, here's the stupid sex scene. Uh, she did Baris Of no, uh, Baris Ofri's master. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, Baris Ofri. I was hearing it as one word. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is her Luminara? Luminara. Yeah, she did her voice also in the cartoon Clone Wars. I don't know about the other one. That's not canon anymore, so it doesn't count. You don't know anything about the cannon. I will kill all of us. So it's the next morning. She's in the uh, Care Bears movie. Jimmy still has, she's in everything. Jimmy uh, comes in at exactly the wrong time and realizes that they just got done boning down. And Sky, she's Winifred Brooks in the Cosby spinoff, A Different World. Why didn't you just say that? I did say A Different World and you said you didn't remember it. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> uh, if you had said it was the Cosby spinoff, I might have gotten there. So Jimmy's going to give them some time to get dressed and uh, whatnot. Uh, but everybody, like, they've devised some sort of plan. So they go... She's Susie Carmichael in Rugrats. Yes, that is true. So they go to some uh, factory, and um, Jimmy is telling Brandon how it's great that he's finally moving on because of his dead wife. They just start wandering around this dark and scary warehouse, uh, looking for clues that will lead them to the heart. Not sure who they think that they're going to be meeting here, but Brandon has his revolver out, you know, because it worked so well the last time. Turns out warehouse is full of zombies. 
they specify cannibal zombies, which is kind of like is, that's just a given. But I guess these are zombies that eat zombies instead of people. I hope you keep this weird long silence while I look up Cree Summer's filmography and you try and figure out what's happening in the movie. <laughs> she has a very long list of stuff she's been in. Are you sure she was that uh, she was Slice Noodles? Yeah. Like how sure? I am ninety eight percent sure. Brandon's wandering around in this uh, this warehouse looking for new or news, looking for clues and stuff, and he finds a bunch of uh, empty vampire blood crack vials, and that giant ass zombie monster comes out and starts attacking him again. Ah! Only now it's using tools and uh, the prostate. <laughs> it's got these giant arms that uh, that they just don't have any articulation in like the wrist, <laughs> uh, and they look very, uh, very awkward. Giant ass zombie monster throws Marcus over uh, a railing, and he, now he's dangling above a bunch of cannibal zombies. All the while, Superman's trying to kill this—or uh, not really trying to kill him, but he's trying to avoid getting smashed in the face, which is not great. Uh, in the long run, Superman throws this uh, or takes the rope that uh, Jimmy's dangling from, and he ties around giant ass zombie's neck and punches him off. Of, punches him off of the catwalk. Will it interrupt your flow if I tell you that you are wrong? That Kree Summer is not the voice of Slice Noodles in Star Wars Clone Wars? She's not? Nope. It's Nikita Futterman. Oh. Uh, Nick- Nika Futterman. I'm sorry. My bad. There's just nothing more that I love than to tell you you're wrong. I know. She is in the first Clone Wars, Kree Summer. Yeah, I know. And, well, you knew this, too. Yeah, I was very certain. But you were wrong. Yeah, but I say everything with the same level of certainty. I know, it's obnoxious because you were wrong. This time doesn't come up that much red and routh now knows that he has to go to war with whomever would you if you were getting a bunch of guns out of a safe would you open them all like that to see if they're loaded yeah is that what you're doing he doesn't open them very long yeah to check to see if they're they're loaded or not he so he goes and he gets some flare guns and he's going to use them to shoot magnesium into vampires and he's got his uh revolvers outfitted with uh with the uh, wooden bullets would woolen wooden bullets work sky it would have to be incredibly dense wood. At one point, he says they're just wooden tipped. Would that make a difference? I still feel like it would incinerate the the wood because it's you know powered by an explosion. It's true. But what if there's a little thing of metal between the wood and? <laughs> I don't think it would work then either. I mean, I guess people are believing Brandon Ralph's a good actor, so they can <laughs> believe that Brandon Ralph. Ralph. So he kills a bunch of vampires. This is, I was definitely checked out uh, the first time by this point. I think it's happened again. <laughs> kills a lot of vampires, and then they run upstairs to go take out uh, the leader. Tay Diggs. Jimmy Tay's short for something? Tay, Tatum Diggs? Tay Jonathan Diggs? Jonathan? Jonathan. Tay Benjamin. They eventually find his room, and he's completely, like, there's no guards on the second floor. They're all in the basement. Or on the ground They weren't floor. supposed to make it this far. I guess. But he's just in his room alone, and they open up all the windows, and they open the door, and they burn him. And he was completely unaware. None of the uh, gunshots from the, the ground floor floated up the stairs. Also, maybe if he slept under the covers, he'd have a little, uh, <laughs> a little protection against the sunlight. Yeah. Because the ladies he's banging... Uh, well, I mean... They might just be regular ladies. Also... Very presumptuous of me. Maybe they just talked all night. Fell asleep <laughs> holding each other. I think she's dead because she's not reacting at all to him jumping around. So I she's probably That is a good snack. point. 
He he is just screaming next to her and writhing. <laughs> they they probably would wake up. There's two of them. Yeah, both dead. You you're correct. I, I would presume he ate him. Oh, so early in the movie, he like points at two girls and is like, "Come with me." I just thought he was two picking out two concubines, but perhaps he was going to feast upon them that day. I mean, they could have been both, but now he's he's pretty badly burned. Yeah, because vampires um it seems don't like the sun. That's the thing that. we know now. That's the thing Tay Diggs da- taught us just now. So he tells him that the, the the cross thing, the heart, is like with a vampire that's in a coffin somewhere. Or like a, not a coffin, but like a cryogenic freezer. Well, we find out it's a cryogenic freezer. Yeah, because he tortured uh, the information out of him. But how does Tay Diggs know that? Wouldn't have Tay Diggs have already gotten that? I don't know. This is where it started to fall apart for me because I was really not paying attention. <laughs> you know, the climax. <laughs> <laughs> We're not quite there yet. It's getting there, I think. So they go to some shipyard, and they do the thing in movies where you shoot a padlock and it opens, which absolutely can happen. Probably wouldn't happen with the wooden bullets you got in your gun. Maybe he had a bunch of guns, though, Sky. Maybe he brought one extra gun full of regular bullets for just shooting off padlocks and junk. <laughs> that could be. He finds the he finds what he's looking for, and apparently this lock is uh, unlocked by blood. Vampire blood. And luckily he had that suitcase full of weird things. Do you think <laughs> there's lucky. ever a point in your life where you will have to shoot a lock off of something? I don't know. Not have to. Get to. Uh, I've been walking around with my gun just for that occasion. but That's how you came into my house. You shot the handle off the door and kicked it in. <laughs> You're like, my hands were full. Because you had a sodi in one hand and a gun in the other. That's right. So one of the vampire, they're all just in stasis and dressed very regally. Like, and one of them's just holding a cross. Uh, the cross. But here's the thing about that. Vampires aren't supposed to be able to touch them. Buffy rules they're not allowed to. I forget how it works everywhere else. In Twilight rules? Twilight rules. There are no rules in Twilight. Sky, I've seen your notebook. It says Twilight rules. <laughs> get it, guys? Does everyone get it? Because words have more than one meaning. Mm. Everyone? So, the vampire who is holding the cross wakes up and screeches. And then he just calmly closed the doors. And and he yeah. goes right back to sleep like a Halloween decoration that shut off. Like, <laughs> real, like, just very soft and casual. Uh, this is the heart of whatever, and it's got the blood of the first vampire or whatever. And it's just been sitting there for who knows how long. Right? And why, I don't, I didn't catch why it was in here and who knew it was there and what was happening. The elders knew. So Tate, how did Tay Diggs find out to tell him to get the information tortured out of him? Because Tay Diggs, I seemingly wanted it earlier or something. Or did the vampires want, or the werewolves want it, and then Tay Diggs wanted to know what they wanted? Is that it? Yes. Is that what happened? Tay Diggs is a snappy dresser in this, though. Look at that white. You, it takes a man to pull off a white jacket like that with that high collar. Ooh, he is, he's doing it. Sky. With that big, oh, it's a big high collar and a big white scarf. I don't have the figure to dress like Tay Diggs. I would just look like a snowman. <laughs> That's probably true. But he's explaining. I can keep interrupting. He's explaining what's happening in the movie. He's thanking Brandon for killing off all of the elders and uh, leaving him in power and in charge of all the vampires in the area. Apparently, he's been in league with Megan the whole time. Yeah, she's a turncoat. Apparently. Well, that implies that maybe she turned. I think she was just against him the whole time yeah. she's like she's, the lady she's a liar she's like the lady in uh in, in lady in the, Jones in the last crusade oh. uh i guess they think that the heart will like make them daywalkers 
And then we find out that Tay Diggs ate Brandon's wife. Which makes uh, Brandon Routh noticeably grumpy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not a thing you'd like to learn. How quick would you give me up to vampires if you could get away? I would give you up very quickly. <laughs> and that's why I'm always prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Got a water balloon full of holy water at all times. <laughs> uh, so they're back at the cemetery, and uh, Brandon Routh is getting knocked out and thrown in a mausoleum. And he's not going to last very long in there because he's a regular person. And he'll suffocate and or starve to death and or dehydrate to death. Nothing worse than dehydrating to death. Is this a cut for commercial break? No, it was just a moment of silence while he woke up and found his lighter. Oh. Uh, But luckily, Jimmy's in there, I think. Jungle to jungle. Do you want to watch Jungle to jungle next? No. Jimmy wakes up screaming a lot. I guess if I lived in this world, I would be all right if I could be bit by a zombie and then just hang out and eat hot dogs. This is where I would thrive. I think this is one of the fictitious worlds where I would thrive. Just a hot dog eating zombie. I think you'd still have to work because you got to pay for those hot dogs somehow. Ugh, never mind. <laughs> Just go back to eating people. Yeah. Why is there no fictional world where I would thrive? Because most of them are set in dystopian societies. No, you know what fictional world worlds. I would thrive in is in Wreck-It Can- Ralph. Before Wreck-It Ralph shows up and fucks everything up at the Candy Kingdom, where everyone just gets to blindly worship the can, the Candy King, and they just watch races all day. <laughs> I would be a good piece of licorice that just watched the Candy King and his races and was a good citizen. That's where I would thrive. I think you could still be a citizen of the Candy Kingdom. Right now? Well, like, even after Ralph comes in and... The, the oh yeah it's reset you could still just be a spectator in that yeah game, i guess probably. sarah silverman's just in charge now instead of yeah. alan tudyk so uh jimmy and superman are discussing how they're gonna get out and brand he really needs to stop lighting that lighter because you're gonna run out of air faster buddy but they've he noticed that there is like a wall where that's weak so he tells his buddy to just tunnel through it because he's dead he and- says zombies are notoriously good diggers is that true i don't know how notorious that is because up until this movie i had never heard that i mean i guess they gotta dig their way out of graves and shit right i guess but he's not wrong because uh because he does it yeah marcus is able to get out and then he finds a worm and eats it and realizes it's not that bad i think people could dig just as well as zombies yeah because zombies are are literally the same (laughs) yeah except one's alive and one's not i hope they built buttresses though Marcus is a tinier dude, but he's able to move this giant ass stone slab. Well, off he, of the... he found that prying bar. Still. You... I don't know why Superman just didn't go through the tunnel he just dug. Yeah. I guess you don't want to get your jacket dirty. That's true. And also he's to. a smaller or he's a bigger dude than Marcus. We just dig a little more. Squeeze. If he wasn't going to help him dig in the first place, he's not going to do any his own digging. Uh, Brandon Ralph's a fucking piece of shit. No, Dylan Dog is a piece of shit. Brandon Routh is probably a very nice man. No, it, not Brandon Routh with a capital B and R. Brandon <laughs> Routh in this movie. Dylan. Yeah, Brandon Routh. Superman. Dylan Dog Dead a Day. Quadruple, Quadruple D. D. <laughs> the old Quad D. Quaddy. Quaddy. So we Good, cut- now he has another name. <laughs> so we cut over to... Does anyone who's uh, listening know what's going on? <laughs> no, nobody's listening to this point, or by this point. Um, uh, like, uh, Tay Diggs has like this giant plantation home, and it's very lovely. It's poorly lit, as you'd expect a vampire house to be. But you mean else? like everything in this movie? You have to hide the crappy makeup and stuff somehow. So uh, Megan is talking to Tay Diggs, and it looks like he's going to try and have his way with her. Vampires are very sexual. And then we find out that Megan has been a, a monster hunter all along. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah. 
So she pulls out two swords that she was somehow able to hide on her body. Under her cardigan. <laughs> yeah. And I always have at least two swords under my cardi. And she starts fighting uh, Tay Diggs. She's dressed like uh, Tomb Raider. Croft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just so, a wife beater in, in brown spenders. Yeah, but she's not wearing short shorts. She's wearing appropriately length pants. Yeah. Is she the new Laura Croft? I don't think so. That would imply this lady ever got another acting job. <laughs> so she gets the better of Tay Diggs and knocks him down to his knees and holds a knife to his neck. Meanwhile, Marcus and Superman are uh, wandering towards the Corpus Club. And his plan is basically, I'm going to go kill them all. Which is a poor plan. You need you need <laughs> more information than that. When he gets there, he notices that everybody's dead already. Well, as dead as you can be when you're a vampire. I don't know. Are you double dead? Because vampires are dead, right? Dylan Dog double dead at night. <laughs> Apparently, the, the Corpus Club is adjacent to like this giant Coliseum-esque yes, amphitheater. amphitheater. Uh, and Megan has Tay Diggs chained up. Then this thing takes a wild turn and becomes Phantom of the Opera. And they start singing and rowing around in little boats. What? Is that a thing in Phantom of the Opera? Well, they boats? sing the whole time. They ride in the in a boat underneath the in the sewers. He rides in a boat with the lady. Okay. Is that the is movie the or the stage play? Phantom of the Opera is here inside your mind. It's in the play. <laughs> I've only seen the movie once. Okay. So uh, Megan takes the cross and she stabs uh, Tay Diggs with it. And this, like, uh, Marcus and Superman are up on a balcony. And they are way too far away to make any real attempt to stop her. They're like, you should stop. And then she's like, I have plenty of time to do this. And then does it. So uh, Tay Diggs, his skin turns jet black. And his head turns into a monster head as he becomes some sort of demon incarnate. He gets wings. Uh, Brandon Routh takes his time waiting to start shooting him. Like, if he had pulled the trigger a little earlier, he might have been able to stop this yeah. whole thing. But he didn't. And instead, we've got this giant-ass monster to contend with now. I had stopped paying attention, and then I turned, and there was a monster. And I was like, I don't know what happened and how we got here. <laughs> I mean, this time I was paying attention, and I still don't quite know. Yeah. And then the monster delivers a punch that should have taken Brandon Routh's head off of his shoulders. Um, there are several times where Brandon Routh gets, like... Flung across the room and slammed into something that should yeah. probably have taken him out. He should have died. Because, like, he gets punched and he does, like, this ass over tea kettle, flip over three times and land on some hard concrete. And, uh, you shouldn't have gotten up. That's all I'm saying. It's like he's some sort of man. Like, he's some sort of Superman. <laughs> that man is pretty super. So, he reloads his, his, his revolver as if it's going to do anything. None of the shots you've made have mattered. Does he just have a pocket full of loose bullets? <laughs> yeah. It seems wildly impractical. Well, he's using a revolver. It's not like he can slide in a new clip. I guess that's true, but I don't know. Maybe a pouch or something, like a solid, like a solid pouch. Like have you ever had like eight coins in your pocket? It's a, it's awful. No, because I just throw them away. Just whip them at children. Here's your lucky coin, bitch, and just, just flick throw, it right into his eye. You just throwing coins away, Sky? Like literally throwing them oh, okay. into the street or whatever. For homeless people yeah. to find. Or for little kids to be excited about finding. That's fair, I guess. Especially if they're pennies. Fuck pennies. Just tuck those. Sky, a lot of pennies make money. You, have you, a need, lot a, of you need a hundred of them. They cost, they cost like ten cents each to make. I don't think it's ten cents. It's, like, it's a, like a, a cent and a, and a third, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still wildly it's impractical. There's no reason to have them. Our, uh, our Marcus starts can't fighting Megan. A, a black president. They can't handle not having a penny. So 
Uh, Marcus starts fighting Megan. And she cuts off his arm because he's really no match for her. But then he picks up his arm and hits her with it. But uh, she's got like knife boots. So she takes him out and, you know, he's pretty much done for a little while. Meanwhile, Dylan is still stalking this monster demon thing with the, the cross in his back. And he starts mutating and he's getting horns and like spikes like Doomsday. Sure. Doomsday has lots of spikes and horns. And he's gone. He's per- gone full dead of night. <laughs> I was going to say he's gone full on Lucifer. Yeah, but it's not Dylan Dog colon Lucifer. It's Dylan Dog colon dead of night. So Megan even though thinks- parts of this take place during the day. It's true. Megan thinks that she's able to command this demon because she's the one that made him. But that squirrely old guy told him earlier that that couldn't happen. And he kind of listens to her, but not really. It's, I think that's just because Tate Diggs is under there, and Tate Diggs is a gentleman. And he wants to bang her. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, she wants to use him to kill all of the monsters in the world, because she hates all monsters. But he's Even though monster. some of them are just regular people. Well, not really regular people, but they behave as regular people. Sky, some of the regularest people are the world's biggest monsters. That's fair. It's called Facebook. Matt Lauer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hot take. <laughs> I'm sure that joke will age well. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) in 2020, when you stumbled upon this podcast, when when we finally hit it big with this podcast, uh, and uh, everyone's listening to it, and they're going back to our back catalog, and they're like, maybe I'll listen to the Dylan Dog Dead a Day podcast that they did in December of 2017, and we're like Matt Lauer, and the person listening to it's like, who's that? Because we've erased him from our social memory. Except he'll probably get another job on some other network. Probably. Or podcasting. Yeah. So, uh, Dylan gets punched up into the balcony, and he should have died, and he lands on some concrete stairs. And then the demon hops up there and throws him back down through some scaffolding, and he should have died there. But he's fine. And then Megan tries to escape, and then, like, six vampires come to attack her. They're werewolves. Are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because that's the guy from earlier who got grumpy at, uh, at, at Brandon Routh. So, she's got, like... Six van- or werewolves to do. You just corrected me. <laughs> they're got- van wolves. If she dies, then the monster dies because they're linked in life force or something. Was oh, that a thing? Yeah. Brandon stabs the demon with a pole, and the werewolves start murdering Megan. So if he gets stabbed, does she feel it? No. But if she is dead, then he starts cracking. Uh, he grows some wings and he starts to flap away, but then. Um, the werewolves start getting the better of Megan. It's not often you're rooting for the dudes, the six dudes, to beat a woman to death. But, but if they good. kill her... It's good to see, you know... Uh, I get. I don't know. You may want to rephrase that. Yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> but uh, but eventually they, they knock her down and, and the six of them murder her. And uh, the, the, the demon gets struck by lightning because he's got that pole in his tum-tum. And uh, falls to the ground dead because the other because the lady died. How many of our thirty thus far podcasts have you tried had to correct me in saying the way you're saying it is wrong? You don't want six men to beat up a woman. <laughs> is it thirty times? Have you had to say that? We're like you're misspeaking. That's not what you mean. I know it's not what you mean. Stop saying it. Ah, uh, I don't know. More than I should have had to. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I get all confused. Yeah. So uh, the fella who uh, initially fought Brandon Ralph in the meatpacking plant is the one that saved him in the end. So Brandon's like, fuck it. You can have this heart thing now. 
Why wouldn't you break it? I don't know. So they're buddies now because reasons, I guess. Who the fuck knows? Did Dylan Dog Dead of the Day tell the werewolves where to be? I guess. Because if not, he is pointless to the end of this story. <laughs> he didn't defeat anyone. He got punched a lot. Yep, he sure did. So they're leaving, and then Marcus, uh, his eyes have started to go because he's a dead man, and he's naturally decaying. According to the Wikipedia, um, Dylan did call the werewolves beforehand. That's good. It's good to have some foresight. Sight, rather. That man's name is Wolfgang. Of course it was. <laughs> Brandon decides that maybe I will go back into being the 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 bridge between worlds. And now he's going to live with a zombie, Shaun of the Dead style. End of Shaun of the Dead style. Yeah, except this one can talk and not... Play PlayStation. Right. <laughs> Megan's dead. Our love interest and only woman in the movie uh, is dead. Uh, love interest is also a big word because there's zero chemistry between them. That is true. Uh, their sex scene is completely unearned. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they just wanted to bone down. That's fine. That's fine, I guess. Oh, and then we see a little goblin as if to imply that maybe that thing's not dead. Or that there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, the sequel to Dylan. Maybe that's Dylan Dog Dead a Day. <laughs> what do, you, do you think Brandon Routh wants to come back and do it? Probably. This movie lost $15 million, I don't think. <laughs> Plus whatever marketing they put into it, which probably wasn't that much, but still. Nah, it wasn't. It ran for like a week. Yeah, that's because no one saw it. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the marketing. Marketing's well, before it runs. Well, yeah, but if they didn't put any money into the marketing. Um, there's no amount of money they could have put into marketing to make people want to see this. But it still made $4 million. That means, what is that math? If it, $10 a ticket, for like 400,000 people saw it or something? I mean, but I guess when you measure it against, like, movies that make $2 billion, that's, that's not a lot. Yeah. How much is Infinity War going to cost? Uh, the two billion? The two together um, had a billion-dollar budget. Right. And I believe a quarter of that was Robert Downey Jr.'s. That sounds about right. Neat. So that's still in Dog Dead at Night. Um, it sure is. I'm not sure what we learned from it, but Jake. No! <laughs> what would you say is the most turtlerific part? Oh no! Um, it was that I remembered that the guy from Jungle to Jungle was an actor. <laughs> what did you turtlerific out of it? <coughs> uh most turtlerific part. Uh, I, I enjoyed. Um, a lot of Marcus's uh, coming to grips with being dead scenes. Ugh. They weren't good. That was all right. Well, imagine and what good we could do in the I also world. think that the, the wooden bullets are pretty terrific. You have talked about those more than anything. <laughs> imagine what good we could do in the world if we didn't make $20 million pieces of shit like this. Like, <laughs> what if at the beginning someone went, nope, whatever budget you were going to use for this is now going to feed homeless children. It's going to repair the infrastructure in our country. It's going. It's just going to do good instead of whatever Dylan Dog Dead of Night did, which was nothing. <laughs> Killed a lady. But it didn't really kill a lady. It didn't really kill a lady who was threatening us. Then it might have been helpful. This, uh, this did no good or harm. It just wasn't anything. I mean, I think the best thing it did was to get us to holler about it. <laughs> Not just long. about it, but about everything. <laughs> Because you kept going off topic, uh, Sky. That's that's what podcasts are. They're just 
They're just uh, they're fucking poetry in motion. Just free form, <laughs> flying, free verse. Just see to your pants. And Anything I got to burn Matt happen. Lauer. What? And I got to burn Matt Lauer. Yeah, take that, Matt Lauer. Right. So that was Dylan Dog Dead a Night and a bunch of other stuff. And a lot of other stuff. <laughs> I didn't have that much to say about the movie. It's boring. <laughs> and if you're looking for um, a not great time, I'd watch it. I mean, I wouldn't again. Because I already did once. Um, the, the ending is super weird. Oh. And it feels real, <laughs> real rushed. Slapped together. Yeah, it's then they're just, just like, oh well, this depends on her being alive because she made him, and now she's dead, so he died. Dead. Yeah, I don't. Know, the end. Why do you like it? I don't know. I just did. I didn't like it as much as uh, Dudley Do Right. I could. I understand liking Dudley Do Right, especially after watching this. <laughs> I watched a lot of garbage movies. Yeah, I don't watch good movies, let alone garbage. I don't. I don't watch. I watch the same nine movies over and over again. <laughs> That's why. Mm-hmm. I already know this is what I like. I like Scott Pilgrim and the Star Wars. Do you want to do Scott Pilgrim? Not right now, but eventually. Okay. So that'll probably do it for us. Uh, you can follow the show. Uh, Hurry, the dog has to no go way, to the back I can tell. Uh, you can email us at popculturefailure at gmail.com. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And we will see you in two weeks with another thing. Uh, Christmas. Christmas thing. Do we have a th- Jingle All the Way 2? Oh. It's a movie that I own but have never watched on DVD because I watched or on Blu-ray, which I own. Sky got it for me. Um, because I watched it on TV on accident. <laughs> Cause it was on. Yeah, that'll do it. Is that who stars in that? Larry the cable guy. I thought that was true. That sucks. It's super exciting. Yeah. Great. Alright, so we'll be back with that. <laughs> In two weeks. weeks. And then two weeks after that, we start a new series. I'm not going to put any more clues. We'll just do it when we get there. Oh, Um, we're not going to tell them it's Inhumans? Oh, fine. We can do it. (laughs) We've already figured it out. Probably. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to watch the uh, eight episodes of the Inhumans. Are those an hour? Yeah. They're very long hours. For fuck's sake. Um, All right, that's fine. Yeah. I'm going to let this dog out. You have a good day, everyone. I love you. (laughs) Bye. No more jobbing for you. The dog is still snoring. That's how he sleeps. <laughs> That's how we know he doesn't die in his sleep. Can the they... dog a sleep apnea machine? <laughs> Maybe. He could use one. He shares mine with me. I use it three days a week. He uses it four. He's a dog. I'm going to outlive him no matter what. Well, maybe. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to eat so many Doritos when this is over. Wasn't, wasn't that always the plan, though? <laughs> it's always my plan. I know he you're listening. A, he had a lock that he could lock that's from his desk. That's some super villain shit. They claim, that's some Bond villain they shit. They claim that that's just standard procedure for the big stars. I was like, no, it's not. Absolutely not. It's so sinister. You know, what you say is, we didn't know he did that. We definitely didn't enable him. <laughs> but yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> how you, that's how you handle that. Also, you can handle that by you know not being a fucking creep, super villain, rapist guy. That's true. That that usually uh, keeps you out of trouble. Uh, we can promise that this will be the sexual harassment scandaliest free podcast <laughs> because Sky and I are both terrified of women. Yeah, all of this shit coming to light was like, have I, have I ever come close to doing anything like that? That's- yeah, I think when it's two friends consensually, 
I've I've believe I have threatened to fuck you stupid <laughs> more than once. Um I there there are lines and you can say, "Well, that's just how we talk." But, uh, this isn't the podcast. We're not the people to comment on this. I'm done now. I don't Wait, what happened? You led me down a path because because you haven't gotten to talk to a real person about it. That's true. Uh, you just have to read what people write online and you get mad and you go, I gotta go find someone I can agree with who's not a piece of shit. Also, uh, you have trouble phrasing the things that you want to phrase. Yeah, because, <laughs> because they always come out really terrible. Uh, because if I had finished, it would have just ended, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and it's not what I would have meant. I would have known that. <laughs> That's why I would have to cut it out later. Uh, you'd have been like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Just an absolute dumb dumb. Uh, I hitched my wagon to your horse. So <laughs> you sure we did. Are. So long ago. Oh. <laughs> right off the cliff. I don't care. Come to no, nothing if not loyal. <laughs> uh. And I'm nothing if not uh, the Hindenburg. <laughs> Just a spectacular blimp ready to blow up at any moment. Well, they painted it in thermite, so that ain't great. I literally know... The sentence I said is everything I know about the Hindenburg. What's thermite? Uh, Thermite is a mixture of magnesium and some other stuff that will... Burn? uh, Yeah. They basically (laughs) painted it in rocket fuel. (laughs) Really? Basically. And filled it with hydrogen, so that's why it exploded and burned so quickly. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Did everyone die? I do not recall. I wouldn't think many people would have survived that intense heat. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The extent of my knowledge of the Hindenburg is that it was painted in thermite and filled with hydrogen. What if it hadn't exploded? Do you think blimps would be like a a regular form of travel? Wouldn't that be awesome? What if instead of buses we had blimps? I think blimps are wildly impractical because of their speed. But... At the also, speed they're of blim- dirigibles, rigid airships. Oh, okay. So at the speed a dirigible is moving um, versus a bus that has to stop at stoplights and stuff, uh, a dirigible could just go up and over and then down. It doesn't have to stop at all. So at some point, there's got to be like where they where the slowness and fastness meet, and that's... <laughs> that's where you want to live? That's where you want... Yeah, that's where we want our society to be, is a blimp society. I would love to live in a futuristic... But, Batman the Animated but, Series yeah, world. But are, yeah, I'm just describing Gotham in that. <laughs> Speaking of Gotham, I had a thought the other day. Like, You had a whole movie to talk about this. So, like, Batman isn't good at his job because Gotham's still riddled with crime. Yes. And Gotham always has this weird, old-timey, gothic feel to it. So... I would like them to just come out and say, you know what? Fuck it. There was a wizard who cast a spell and we're trapped in the 1950s or whatever. That's why everything's always instantly old here. And that's why nothing ever changes because it has to maintain the status quo of what it was like in the corrupt 50s. And that's why there's always crime. That's why it looks like it looks. And that's why Batman can't get rid of the crime. Maybe you should start your career as a comic book writer and work your way up to the Batman series and you can make that canon. Eh. You'll be long dead before you get to that. <laughs> long dead. God willing. 